bump, bump, boom. There's something about being fearless. You know, we're not worried. We put that microphone on, despite what the production crew says, the lighting crew, you know, and we just... The hell with the lighting crew. The hell with everybody, and, actually. And the, and the sound engineer, you know, we had to let, it, had to let him go. Because it's never been good, so we might as well do it ourselves. That's right, you know. Right. But, I mean, you know, I don't think he had a family to support. No. I mean, with the, the tremendous amount of salary we offered him... He's related to Bones, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Right. He was a Bones relative, you know, so right away there's going to be more discord, I mean, and more attitude, but, you know, what yeah. can you do? I'm sure a report has been filed with HR, you know. That's it. Bro, yeah. Hey, listen, before we go another step, people, for God's sakes, help us beat the platform. <laughs> you need Whoa. to like share and subscribe the jersey alchemist the jersey alchemist because again we're bringing you all of the issues of the day and we dissect it and we put it on the table we tear it up and then we alchemize it which mm -hmm. means we teach the viewer how not to get crushed by the load of shit that the world is throwing at us. Right. We're gonna this is all about a beautiful wrestling reversal. That's what alchemy is. It's a it's a classic wrestling reversal. Instead of getting pinned, you're gonna do a reversal and pin the opponent. Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to do. So, um, like, share, and subscribe, people. Wanna do a countdown, bro? Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. Right. Okay. Five, four. Three, two, one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to the next episode of the Jersey Alchemist. I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci, and this is... And I'm Philip D'Angelo. There John, you go. John, how nice to see you today. Thank nice you for that lovely uh, introduction. And if I seem a little peppy today... Yeah, yeah got a little peppy. because I stuff. got me a cold brew to oh, the left here. Nice. And, uh, nice. Wow. Yeah. I, I, John, I got to tell you, all right, now our age, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, not in the greatest of shape. They look older. I, you know, you, you've got great hair. All right. Let's put that on the table. You, you got haircut this morning. Well, my point. Is that what it has? Your haircut? I mean, I that's amazing. Oh, well, God bless you. You Thanks. sure you're not? That's no, that's really you. I thought maybe you put one of those little, uh, little you know, yeah, a little sideways thing. Would now do you go? Are you a salon guy or are you a barber guy? Barber. Uh, but I, but I've, does, gone, I've gone to salon. Does he? Does he have the old? You know the old barber. barber? Oh, Absolutely. My gosh. Sal Longo, Washington mm. Valley Road, Bridgewater, the Martinsville section of Bridgewater, wow. New Jersey. Wow. That's my bud. That's the guy who's been cutting my hair for years. Sal is eighty, and he looks like he's fifty. God um, bless him. God bless him. That's yeah, amazing. He's yeah. been there that long. Wow. How many chairs does he have? Is it a big place, well, small? No, he's got three chairs, but he only uses one. Yeah. And uh, in the words of my son, who also goes to him, wow. he goes, Dad, he goes, uh, I tried to talk to Sal. He goes, and, and he took eight eight swipes at my head. He goes, and I was done. He goes, he turned the chair. He took the, the, the cape off of me. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. dusted me off. I was done. I didn't know what to say. Wow. Sal is an expert that makes it look easy. Easy. That's he, 
yeah, I was right in the middle of a conversation with him today. I think I was in the chair for about six minutes. He says, okay, okay, Johnny boy. He says, uh, we're done. You look great. And I, I did. And I'm going to tell you, he probably, you don't have to tell me or, you know, I don't want to embarrass you or Sal, but he probably char- charges a fair wage, a fair cut, right? He doesn't. He's does. below probably. He's bo- I think he's, See, he's these old school guys. He's undervalued. I think yeah. a haircut's less than twenty dollars. What? I, I give him. I give him twice that. You're so that's generous. That's what he's worth to me. Whole, I mean, he's the whole package. Well, I think a lot of people, John, with the haircuts, they keep you in the chair longer, so they can charge you that thirty or forty. Thirty or forty dollars. You know what I mean? No, not this guy. Yeah. Not this guy. Now, let me tell you a brief story. When I was a kid growing up in Nutley, New Jersey, okay, my father would give me, say, five bucks, three bucks. I don't even remember what it was to get a haircut in the uh, 60s. And we would walk to the barber, okay? Mm-hmm. So it was Mario's Barbershop in Nutley. It was, it's in some form still there on Center Street. And... Uh, Got to go in. I need a haircut. Okay, sit down. Boom, boom, boom. Give me the five bucks. Thank you. I'd go back home. Now, it wasn't around the corner. You know, it was yeah. like six, seven, eight, ten blocks, whatever it was. Yeah. i go up and I'd say, Dad, I got the haircut. First, he'd ask me, where's the change? I'm like, there is no change. What are you talking about change? <laughs> right? The where's change? the change? From $5 or $3, whatever he gave me? He goes, I thought you went for a haircut. I said, I did. He goes, it's not short enough. Go back and tell him he's got to cut it shorter. I'm like... Now, this happened, like, not once. This happened, like, every other time. For like, you know. I'm like, okay. And, you know, give me a kick in the ass. And here I am in the other 10 blocks going back. Oh, my God. And I sit there. And the guy is looking at him. He's cutting somebody else's hair. And he'd always be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I said, my dad said you got to make it shorter. He goes, tell your dad to get, bring it, send you with another five bucks. So here I am. I got to go walk back oh, all the way up to the back. Tell oh, my father. That's a real throwdown. Yeah, right. Well, this is my father. I mean, this is grow up with all the Italians who have their communion money, you know. Yeah, right. And uh, so you go back, and I said, "Dad, he says he wants more money if I got if I have to go back in the chair." You tell him. So now I'm relaying messages between two old stubborn and Mario was off the boat, and uh, back and forth all day long. I mean, this is how I spend my Saturday. You know, most kids are playing. I'm like, ah, I got to go back to the barber shop. Isn't that a great old world story? Absolutely. And the guy wouldn't budge. He would not cut my... Oh, my God. But there was nobody else around. So you had to go to Mario's. Yeah. My father should have realized that. I'm surprised he didn't cut it himself. Now, when I was just a little tadpole living in Bloomfield, New Jersey, right off of Belleville Avenue... I know their barber was old school, too. There was a barber in there, some old Italian guy, who had... You know, he had the adult chairs, then he had the, the, the merry-go-round horse. It was a little miniature oh, sure. horse. And I would sit on the horse because I was like three or four years old. And this guy pulled the shit. He, he, he should have just pulled my hair out of my head. He used to get a, he used to pull my hair and cut it with a scissor. Jump, 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 jump. Then he had a wax stick. Bing, <laughs> bing, bing. Yeah, bing. they were rough. They oh, were rough. Oh, my God. He was giving me the waxed flat top. That was the cut of the day. Sure. That was the cut it's of the day. It's a big deal. That was the, oh, my God. And, right. and I hated that. But then when we went to Cedar Grove, there were a couple of barbers here and there. But then but then the beloved Cosmo and Jerry. Cedar Grove. They came to town. I think they were in Montclair. They went from, I think, Italy to Montclair to Cedar Grove. 
and Cedar Grove was where they made. That was their, very exclusive, John. Well, no, 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 not at first. Not at oh, first. No? They opened up where. Oh, they were down the street, right? They they opened up where you know Zansfors Deli was. Sure, sure. Right on twenty three, right across from St. Catherine's property. Sure. They opened up, and I think who was in there first? I can't remember. It wasn't Carmine because Carmine was down by the AMP, right? Yeah. But uh, it wasn't Carmine Esposito's uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Everybody's connected. It's Italian. Everybody's connected. So, so when when Cosmo and Jerry came to town, their their little thing was that, and I know damn well because my mother spoke Italian to a degree, mm. and when the young mothers would come in on a Saturday morning with their kids, two and three kids, there'd be like 20, 30 kids packed into their place, and, and the wait was like an hour and a half, two hours, but up on the wall, they had all of the posters of the Italian World Cup soccer oh, game, football team, Mandatory. Right? Absolutely. And mandatory. they caught on right away that they had to get the local high school kids, the athletes, they had yeah. all of these pictures taped to the mirror, mm. but they would talk about the young mothers coming in, mm. not realizing that some of these chicks spoke Italian. Italian, wow. They were like, hey. Cut really, it out. Really, guys? Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... So, so we went there yeah. for years and years and years, yeah. and then they said, you know what? No more of this loading the place with kids with cheap yeah. haircuts. Then it turned into... You know, it went from Via Veneto to some other name oh, I can't remember. It's almost like a gentleman's club and at well, one point. When it turned into kind of by appointment, when, when they turned into a by appointment only, and they had Penthouse and Playboy and, and World oh. Cup soccer magazines, that was perfect for me because now I was in my 20s. Yeah. I wasn't a kid anymore, and I was good with that. Yeah. I was good, but then the price went up, and then they moved up the hill to that little house. And so, God, God bless Cosmo. Usually Cosmo did my hair. But God, God bless Cosmo, he, he passed on. Mm. I'm Facebook friends with, I think, his son. And God bless Jerry. And I remember their sister, Tina. So it was Cosmo, Jerry, and Tina Cheragone. And Tina came in and worked with them. And Tina always used to do my hair, you know, wash sure, my hair sure. first. But right in the middle of a, of a haircut, uh, the phone would ring. You know, the old pickup, you know, the, the house phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giorgio, que fa, Giorgio. So I says, who's Giorgio? Oh, that's our other brother. He still lives in Italy. Wow. So everybody used to stop because Giorgio was on the phone. Sure. And it really was like family. They used to give us biscotti to mm, eat and yeah. little pastries. And Typical little Italian. Espresso. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't mind paying the extra money because yeah. it was it was fun. Yeah, I never it went there. It was terrific. It's funny. So after another guy in, opened up in town, I was a little bit older. My father goes, you go to that guy. The second somebody else, uh, I don't Michael V, I think was his name. He, he was a great guy. So I, now I had to walk in the other direction, right? I'm like in seventh grade, a little older. This guy was great. So he was more of the hustler sitting outside waiting, you know, before you came in. He's smoking cigarettes. And you walk in, and like you said about Jerry and Cosmo's place, all of a sudden there was Playboy and all these, you know, penthouse. You know, back in the 60s, we didn't see any of that stuff. So you sit down, and he goes, hey, kid, read this. And you're like, 
you're embarrassed. You're like, wait a minute, I'm, you know. That's hysterical. Yeah. Now, first of all, I'm going to Catholic school. I feel like God's going to strike me with lightning at any second. <laughs> and if my father, God forbid, my mother walked in for some reason, I don't know why she would walk in the barbershop, but she didn't drive. She didn't even have a license back then. But, you know, now there's a shitload of trouble. So I would go there and I'd be like, hey, this is pretty cool. I feel, you know, this is all right. And my father, he charged more money. And I said, Dad, I think that guy's worth it. Keep going there. Because he had the, you know, the, the pornography. He had the Playboy and the, and he right. made you feel, and then he'd say, kid, go get me a coffee down the street. Right. And you'd have to go and give me one of those lottery tickets. Or, I know you're going. Yeah. I'm surprised I wasn't running That's, numbers. That was right. the next one. They were grooming you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I would have gladly so, done. So listen to this, right? Tell me how many young parents would put a $5 bill in their seven-year-old's hand, <laughs> six years old, seven years old, and say, don't come home from school today unless you get yourself a haircut. Mm -hmm. But to get to Cosmo and Jerry's, I had to cross 23, <laughs> right? And after school, it was turning into rush hour. Sure. So... You know, for those of you who don't know, Route 23 went north and south. Four so lanes. The southern, four lanes. It was a business district. People were routinely doing 60 miles an hour oh, on Route 23 easy. unless the traffic was backed up. And now here's a six or a seven-year-old on the curb looking right, looking left, looking left, looking left. And it's always that one asshole oh. that if they didn't exist, you had a clear field, but they're crawling. They're yeah. crawling. And it's like... You got an accelerator for a reason, you jerk. That's yeah. what I used to think as a six-year-old. Yeah. Step on it! Yeah. But they screwed it up, and now it's like, am I being baited to run now so that the people in the other lane will knock me into next week, kill my ass? Yeah. I, I had to cross Route 23 like that. But you know what's funny? Memories, memories really, really get, you know, put into our heads. I... I was in the barbershop one day, and all of a sudden, I'm in the chair getting my hair cut, and I hear screech, bang, ba ba boom, crash! And everybody was stunned, and, and Cosmo and Jerry ran to the front door, and there was a guy in a truck, and um, it wasn't a split rig, it was a, just a big, you know, commercial truck, and don't, don't ask me how he hopped the curb and didn't kill anybody, Wow. But he was speeding going north, which really over there is kind of downhill. Mm. And he hopped the curb. He took out a couple of the, the signs that are in the concrete. And then he hit a tree right wow. next door where there was a chain link fence. And a guy got killed. Oh, oh yeah. Never forget that. Wow. wow. Yeah. So that stayed as kind of a pall over the, the barbershop for the people who were there for a while. Mm. And the next time I went for a haircut, which was a couple months later, it was four o'clock in the afternoon in the fall. So it was just about dark and it was pouring out and thunder and lightning. And I had a cross route 23. I got myself in there. There weren't too many people in there. I got my, I got my haircut and I said, I was afraid. I was afraid to go back out because now it's like five o'clock and traffic is just whizzing mm. and, you know, water being sprayed and you can't, it, it, it was so dark and scary out. And I said to Jerry, I says, Jerry, can I use the phone? I got to call my mom. She's going to come pick me up. He says, oh, okay, okay. Use the phone. It's right there. And, uh, eight, four, eight, three. Eight, four, yeah. It was our number. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Two, three, nine, I, eight, I can't four, believe eight, I remembered that. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Was yours 9052? Ah, so, wow. Yeah, That's right. good. That's good. And Jean's was 7118. I didn't know that. Yeah, 7118. Yeah. So, and my old girlfriend was 7116. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Right? So I called my mother up and says, hey. I says, I, I, I'm not going to make it across this road. you got to come and pick me up. Okay, sure. all right. Bop, 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 bop. But while I was waiting, they had the radio on. They didn't have an iPod or they no, didn't have MP3 no. players. They had the radio on. Sure. And I'll never forget, I was standing at the door, staring out into the storm, and it was pitch black, and all I could see was the glare of the headlights and the red brake lights whizzing by, and the song Me and Mrs. Jones came on. Remember? Me and Mrs. Jones. I'm mad that I can't remember who sang that song. Going on. Paul, some guy named Paul. I don't Paul. Know. All I know is, can't for some reason, it was the recent memory of the guy who got lost his life right on that sidewalk, right outside the doors, and... I'm going to die. The storm and the whole thing. And to this day, whenever me and, and Mrs. Mrs. Jones comes on, I'm a kid standing at that glass <laughs> so door. Amazing. Cosmo and Jerry's. Yeah. Looking out into the glary storm of rush hour. Yeah. On a, and it was a it was a Monday. Wow. It was wow. A Monday. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, Great story. Memories just kind of stick yeah, yeah. in my head. Like Isn't that. it amazing the responsibilities that our parents put on us as young children? I remember in sixth grade, uh, I played f midget football in Nutley. And, you know, my father was working. So if I wanted to get to practice, my mom didn't have a driver's license. You know, she came from Italy. She didn't drive at that time. A few years later, uh, when we were in Cedar Grove, she got her license. But so how are you going to get to practice? So you get your bike with your shoulder pads on and your helmet, and you pedal to the other side of Nutley, which yeah. is a pretty big town. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, traffic everywhere. Traffic Nobody everywhere. cared. Right. But the kicker is, you know, in the fall, it gets dark early. I'm pedaling home in a football uniform. It's pitch black out. Black. Nobody was came to get me. Nobody was worried. Right. You know, hey, you'll get home sooner or later, somehow, one way. You know, right. cars are whizzing by, like you said. Yeah. Cars are whizzing by, uphill, downhill. Right. But we just were expected. If you want to play football or right. if you wanted to get a haircut, yeah, right. and, and figure all, it out. And as a kid who I think I was in the first grade, all I had to do, first grade, second grade, all I had to do was hear the story that a certain local kid who lived right on 23... Mm. And I remember his name, but I'm not going to say it. Mm -hmm. Okay, he was crossing Route 23, and he fucking got nailed by a car oh. and was deader than a doornail oh, at the wow. scene. Deader than a doornail at yeah, the those, scene. Those cars are a and, real thing. And I, uh, I'll never forget that because I, I knew the kid. He wasn't one of my friends, but uh, you know, yeah, I was friends with his sister. His sister was in my class. Mm, yeah, and none of us knew what to say. But you better bet your ass that the entire fucking town knew what happened. A lot of people lost their lives on Route 23. Lots oh, of yeah, people. Yeah. And so knowing all that, it it made me hyper aware. How do I get my ass across Route 23 without getting killed to get a haircut? Hmm. To get a haircut. Yeah. You know. But but then the flip side of that, decades and decades later. There's a school bus that always seems to get in front of you when you want to get somewhere, and it's now it's going every 
Every Locked. 200 feet, oh, it's stopping. Yeah. That's all good. And the stop signs come out and the red lights, and that's all great. That has to be. Except here's where it's all gone wrong. The kids who are teenagers come off that bus. They get out of the right front door of the bus, mm -hmm. and they cut in front of the bus, and they've got their cell phones in their hands oh, with yeah. their earphones oh, in their yeah, ears yeah, yeah. so they can't see, they're not aware, and they can't hear. And without even looking, they just, they assume. just go right across both lanes, wow. assuming that the fucking universe has stopped because their ass is plodding across the street. Music in ears, cell phone in hand, and they're protected. And quite frankly, that notion is how our society has gone down the shitter. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for having those stop signs and the red lights. But, but you know something? You got to take it further than that, people. You got to teach your children well. You got to teach them. Don't cross the fucking street unless you're completely aware of the flow of traffic what if some numbnut idiot isn't paying attention, kiddies? What if the person behind the wheel of the car is doing what you're doing? Cell phone in hand. Guess what? You're going to be that kid, when I was in second grade, who's going to get nailed and run over and killed dead in front of all your friends. And maybe more than one person's going to go with you. Hmm. It, it really bugs me. It bugs me because that's how stupid and soft our society has gotten. Well, John, I have news for you. It's not just kids. A couple years ago, I had business in, uh, I had to go into New York City, Manhattan, right. like once a month, oh, a couple geez, times a Manhattan. month. That's great. Yeah. yeah but it, uh, interesting that you brought that up, that point. Grown adults, oh, people yeah. going to the workforce, oh, sure. they're the same way. Yeah. Everybody's got the earphones. Yeah. Everybody's on their phones. Yeah. There's people walking into the middle of the street, oh, horns yeah. honking, right. people walking into walls, bumping right. into each other. Because when you're stopped at a light, right. you're just watching and you're people watching. Because yeah. in Manhattan, as everybody knows, yeah. there's got to be a, at all times of the day or night, there's 100 people at every intersection. It, waiting oh, across, easy, easy, oh, easy, easy. waiting across, waiting right. to scoot across, and right. you're looking like, look at these people. They have no clue as to their surroundings, what's going on. Everybody's connected. You know what happened? Why can't society? Why can't we be alone anymore? Why can't we spend time? Oh, I have to drive or walk from point A to point B, and I'll, I'll talk to somebody when I get there. No, we have to be in the middle of texting. I've got a, on my Bluetooth. I have to call. I can't drive from here to New York and or Pennsylvania without talking to 15 people, you know, right. it just happens. So our kids, and we didn't grow up with that, so imagine what our kids are, how they're going to be as adults growing up right. with the, all these uh, amenities of uh, modern technology. All, all of the cushions. The cushions. All of the, this goes right back. To, First world problems. This goes right back to the, the playground on mm. a school. When we were kids, if you fell off the monkey bars, mm. you fell on your fucking face or yeah. on the back of your head and you staggered home not knowing what fucking week it was or what planet you were on. <laughs> Lots of concussions back then. Oh, yeah. You know, but but then I think in the late 80s through the 90s, the playgrounds then were made with big chunks of soft rubber. And then they started kind of having kind of a wrestling mat under AstroTurf. And it's like... Mm. Skin those knees. 
Break those bones. Yeah, my cousin, we were at a, a playground one time. He broke his arm. We were, I don't know what he, he fell or something. I'm like, he goes, oh, my arm. I'm like, come on, what do you mean? We got, we got about another two hours. We don't have to be home yet. He goes, no, it really hurts. And then you look, and yeah, there was a bone like pointing out. I'm like, all right, maybe we'll go home. Uh, yeah, but we took ourselves home. We didn't right. dial nine one one. We we had yeah. to drive him to the to the hospital, mm-hmm. and he had a cast on for the next twenty years. Yeah. Well, it seemed like that anyway. Yeah. You know, nowadays forget about it. You know, I get hit in the golf in the head with a golf club, and did. me. Is that what happened to you? Uh, well, that's just one <laughs> one or two shots that I've taken. So I'm bleeding. Like you know, how old were you? Oh, God. I was still in Nutley, so it had to be fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. I don't know. So I'm bleeding all over the place. My mother's panicking. My father's like, ah, he's okay. What's the big deal? It's going to stop. And she kept trying, and it wouldn't stop, you know. And uh, he goes, all right, I guess we got to take him to the friggin' hospital or something. I mean, this kid. And right away, you're a pain in the ass because you won't stop bleeding. I'm sorry. The guy hit me with a club. It, I, I, didn't, I didn't try to get hit. You know, then it's a big deal. I'm supposed to, I have to go to work tomorrow. Now I got to drive you to the hospital. This is a pain in the ass. I, listen, I don't have to go pop. I could just bleed. And if I wake up, I wake up or whatever. But yeah, I had to get some stitches for that. But, you know, we're just, and I'm not a tough guy, but, you know, we were just brought up so different, right? Right. I mean, it's right, crazy. Right, right. One of my neighbors, I was going to say not long ago, not when we were kids, but, oh, okay. but I was living in the town that I live in now. And uh, she, was maybe, I don't know, a quarter of a mile down the street, something like that, and she calls me up. She goes, can I bring so-and-so over? One of her kids. Yeah. He's bleeding. I says, well, he's bleeding from where? From, he cut his scalp. He fell. I says, oh, bring him over. Okay. I says, wait a minute. Get some paper towels. Because you have a, a surgery table in your, in your den, so in case yeah. you have to do surgery, you can do it. Yeah, 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 of course. Exactly. Yeah. So Did you ask her for health insurance when she walked in? <laughs> Pay up first. Please. Yeah. So, you know. She comes over through the back door, and I, I, now, now it's this matted paper towel with a dish rag over it, and it's all matted in his hair, <laughs> and there's like an inch and a half gash on his head. Nice. And I said to the it's impressive. Kids, I said, how'd you do this? He says, oh, I was running. He goes, and I fell first, head first, first. Into, the, into the brick fireplace. He goes, I hit my head on the corner of the brick on the fireplace. I says, oh, okay, fine. I lift it up, and the mother is looking over my shoulder. She's like, <laughs> she's grabbing. She goes, what's that white stuff? I says, you mean the white stuff at the bottom? She goes, yes. I said, that's a skull. She goes, <laughs> she went out? She went out. Oh, she went out on top of the washing machine. Oh. And I was like, so now I got my hand on his head. I got I got her like this oh, so she doesn't hit her head in that my That is house. great. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, get up. Wake up. He'll be okay. You got to no, take him to the ER. No good deed goes unpunished. She goes, I got to take him to the ER. I said, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I said, they'll, they'll wash it out and they'll numb it up and they'll put some stitches in there. Mm. Don't worry about it. I had a, when my kids were growing up, my son had a best friend. I mean, we took this kid on vacation. I'm going to say fifth or sixth grade. He ate, we fed him more. I was going to ask the father for like, hey, you got to chip in with the groceries. This kid can eat, you know, at least five nights a week, always eating over. But hey, you know what, John? If your kids are happy, you're happy. So I had a dog that we rescued, and I won't say the breed because I love the breed, and I don't know what happened. 
the, the dog ended up biting the kid, all right, out of nowhere, all right? Opened it, the side of his head up, good. Oh, no. So you give a mother a phone call. Hey, could you come over here for a second? Yeah. yeah. Well, Mikey, uh, Mikey, he's, he's got an issue. Well, what's the matter? Oh, a dog bit. He got bit by a dog. Well, yeah. And, dog? Yeah. So she comes over, and this kid is just blood. It's like mm-hmm. it's yeah. Niagara Falls so, of blood. Very, yeah. Very. Right? She goes Almost out. We had to sit her up, and I get it. You know, you don't want to see your kid, but the kid's having a conversation. Yeah, right. I mean, so we ended up taking him to the emergency room. Um, we were there all night with him. You know, the kid was like my, not my son, but like my nephew or something, yeah. you know. Right. I put the dog down to sleep because you should never bite another person. Yeah. You know, and he didn't do anything. I mean, you know, the dog, we had it just for like two months. I get, obviously. Yeah, there's a, a puppy or no? No, 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 no. Yeah. So we were a little upset about it. My kids lost their dog, my, and my kids loved the dog. But guess what? The kid never came over to dinner again. My kid, so my kids lost one of their the best friends. They heard you every time the kid walked out. That son of a bitch. He just had a house at home. Then the yeah. dog figured he's the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't thrown anything to me anymore because there are no leftovers. <laughs> there are leftovers this kid. bite his ass. But, uh, yeah, so that that's my story of ble- bleeding neighbors, I mean. You know, what could you do? But, you know, now, and they did sue us, too. Well, they sued our insurance company. Oh yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. And we just never saw the kid again. I mean, like, we planned it out on purpose. Whoa, I mean, what are you going to do? Wow. You know, you have That's no idea. Sad. That's sad. You put, you put the dog down. Right. My kids lost a best friend. I mean, thank God he was fine. Yeah. You know, I just had to stitch him up, you know, just from the front of his head to the back mm-hmm. of his head. Other than that, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was bad, though. It was, it was a bad time. But that's part of growing up. I mean, I don't know if those kids do it nowadays. That's like not playing football if you're youth sports, right? I coach youth sports. I know you were involved with youth sports. I mean, oh, my son's not playing football because it's too dangerous. You know, up for the first five or six years, though, John, I mean, no kid's really getting hurt. They're just falling on each other. Pretty much. You know, seventh, eighth grade, that testosterone starts kicking in. Somebody might break their wrist, you know. Our it's toughest, hard and, you know. my son's team, the toughest player in sixth grade was a girl. Just like Icebox in, uh, what was that movie? Little Giants. Icebox. Oh, yeah, ever yeah, see that? Right. I mean, she was all right. I think that's what they called her, Icebox, right. too. Yeah. She was tough. She was like a monster. She was like, she had LT's number, Lawrence Taylor. She was vicious. So the kids, <laughs> yeah, so the guys aren't really, yeah. So the guys aren't really developing, you know, at that right. age, you know. Right. So, I don't know. Nobody cared about us, when, like, whether it's crossing 23 when you're kids. You know, you just had to do it. And if something happened, you know, you figured out what would happen. Crazy, right? I don't think you can turn the, the hands of time back. So no. we'll, 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 we'll make an attempt at alchemizing this, okay. this, um, this episode. Because um, it's really all about just... You know, the times they are a changing. Yeah. There's no hot potato political issue here. There's no left versus right. None of that bullshit. This is about how the times have changed. And I think when a society gets too soft because life is too easy, mm. look out. Because here come the Chinese or here come some other country. Um and I mean that, and that's not a slur on any particular country. I know right away the left are going to go, oh, oh, how dare he? He said Chinese. I'm talking about the nation of China. 
I'm talking about, look, if you've ever seen their propaganda videos of, of their military parades, right? There's thousands and thousands and thousands of everybody. Uh, I don't see any of that from the United States anymore. I don't see any of that at all. So, my point is, the times are changing. The United States has fallen into a state of marshmallowism. The Chinese have not fallen into marshmallowism. I say good for them, but there are implications for those countries where the people have fallen into marshmallowism. I think Canadians have fallen into marshmallowism. I think the Brits have long ago fallen into marshmallowism. I really do. And a lot of the other European countries. They're no longer on the cutting edge. Society is not aware. Society is just too damn cushioned. There's all sorts of rules and regulations that take the responsibility to think for yourself away from the people. Jesus, is this going back to free thinking again? Yeah. Right? You know, I used to walk the neighbor, Tina, I won't say her last name, back and forth to kindergarten. We used to go hand in hand walk into kindergarten. It was probably like, I don't know, maybe it was a half a mile or three quarters of a mile away. If you lived a mile away, you got to eat lunch in school. Hmm. And I always wanted to eat lunch in school. I said, how can we can't eat lunch in school? Because you don't live far enough away. Okay, fine. Amazing. But we had to cross Route 23 at least twice, you know, there and back. But there was always a crossing guard, always a crossing guard. And you had the shit scared out of you if you had to stay after for something. And the crossing guard was gone. Mm. And now it's just the red light and that button that never worked on the pole, Never. Right? Decades. The button was there for optics. It's yeah. Like, you know, we just paid this company $5,000 for this button. Mm. All in all of the intersections all over the United States, politicians probably own the company for that button that never works. <laughs> and, and you were scared shitless. It's like, oh, my God. Now I'm the, now I'm the antelope that has to go down to the watering hole and there's crocodiles and there are lions and leopards and hyenas everywhere. everywhere. How am I going to get across Route 23? Society's become too soft, people. Society has become too soft. And I'm going to throw another zinger in there for you. If you let the corrupt politicians legislate your ability away to own protective items for yourself, Right? You're stupid, and you're falling further and further and further into marshmallowism and further away from the blessed state of free thinking. That's all I have to say at this time about this episode, Phil. Mm, excellent. All right. Another great episode, John. Thank you so yeah. much. And like we said, if you like what we're doing on the Jersey Alchemist, press like, follow. Subscribe, and for God's sakes... Be a free thinker. And share. And Thanks, share. people. Till next time. Peace. Peace.